Hey guys, I want you guys to meet my friend Lucky. Ready? Come here, Lucky. Ah! That was Lucky. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Gabby Gabs podcast. I am so excited to be back. P.S. No dogs were hurt in the making of this intro. This week I got to talk to Danny Heffern, who is a dancer, choreographer, teacher, movement coach, personal trainer, adjudicator, business owner, and Radio City Rocket, as well as one of my very, very good friends who I absolutely adore talking to. So I'm very excited that you guys get to sit in on a conversation with us. We talk everything from self-confidence to cameras in the classroom and combat boots. So <laughs> stay tuned. And without further ado, here's the episode. Okay. Hello. Hi, Gabby. <laughs> Hi. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. We're here. This is exciting. We're here. I remember when we were in this room and we created the name. Gabby For the podcast? <laughs> yep. The, this whole thing is all thanks to Danny. <laughs> no. The title is thanks to Danny. So, um, okay, let's just go ahead and jump into it. Tell us about you. How did you start dance? I grew up traveling the world. Um, I'm an army brat by birth. My mm-hmm. father served 31 years in the military and had my sister and I along the way. So Mm -hmm. we grew up moving a lot. And so it was in the dance studio where I would find my home. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what kind of remained consistent in my life every time I moved. Through there, I became a competition kid. Mm -hmm. Competition kid turned uh, at 16. I signed with XL Talent. Uh, 11 years later, here we are. Yep. I just gave you my age (laughs) Um, and from being signed, getting my first job at 18, going Mm -hmm. to college, graduating college and then landing my dream job as a Radio City Rockette, which I'm in my seventh year. So awesome. And I'm just now working as a dancer in Atlanta um, and New York. That's awesome. That aside, faith life. What is your faith life like? That was a tongue twister. So I grew up in different dance studios and then in different churches yeah so no like home home no home home yeah Mm -mm. but just in the church wherever Mm -hmm. we were we would find a church home um we're presbyterian and so that's more it was more traditional Mm -hmm. in sense of just worshiping and the the message being uh, sent to us but um and then i in oklahoma that's really kind of the first time i like dove in really Mm -hmm. deeply into it I went to a Christian um, elementary school and middle school oh cool so you know we have bible and we have worshiping Mm -hmm. hour and we have all this stuff and then we're trying to make a part of your daily routine and you know I'm kind of these are the years where you're growing up and Mm -hmm. so I feel like that really shaped me and then as I grew older and as I got to high school and college I feel like I like totally said I was a Christian, but Mm -hmm. I definitely wasn't practicing it Mm -hmm. in the way I lived my life. And I kind of grew really far apart from my relationship with, with Christ. And it wasn't until, you know, you kind of hit those like deep alone times when Mm -hmm. you're like at rock bottom, when you're like, okay, I was brought up in this way. I have these ideals. I have these values instilled in me. So how do I come back to that and live that? Mm -hmm. And I feel like now as a young adult, I'm more close yeah in my relationship than I ever have been before yeah I feel like that's the general consensus is like it takes that especially people who grew up around church and knew that it was a thing and if you've ever spent any amount of time in the south for the most part you probably know about the, mm-hmm. the Bible southern Bell. church yes yep we are here we are doing the thing <laughs> um and it takes that time apart and being like all right what do I need what am I lacking from life what am I not getting that 
my faith life could fulfill. My Our first Bible study was here at Danny's place. I told Danny I, it was something I wanted to do, and she said, we'll have it in my house, and we'll do it. We had wine, we talked, we whatever. It was great, and um, and almost uh, over a year later, we're still doing it. Still, still doing, doing it. it. Still doing it. It's super, yeah. I it's been great for me. I think it's super important for community Mm -hmm. and especially in the dance community to have a sense of community and that spiritual aspect and because we're all experiencing very similar things but we're all living different lives so how can we come together and make that and so that was always in my heart but you were like kind of like this is the idea and I'm like okay how do we make this happen you know what I mean like and I support you 100% in what you're doing and I think it's awesome and Everybody should have a Gabby Gab in their life. <laughs> so you're a teacher. She teaches at Excel um, and uh, lots of different studios. You've judged competition. So you've taken on that kind of like mentorship, you know, leader role because you do have, you know, experience. And you said you signed at 16. I don't think I knew that. That's so early. Carson and I, I think she was one of your guests prior, but mm-hmm. we both signed when we were 16. And yeah, so two years, you know, you don't get the job and you're not old enough yet, but then yeah. 18 hit and got the job and I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I love this. I want to do more. I think my first job was the CMT awards with Luke Bryan. Ooh, we did like yeah. country girl shake it for me. It was yes. like number one hit. So it was just like, a, it was cool to mm-hmm. like just be a part of that. And I yeah. knew this is totally where I am and I need to be. And this is my path and I want to just explore it. Thank God for supportive parents. Right. You know, yeah. so I think it's super important that you have that support you can't get anywhere with that su- that that support and so I, I'm trying to instill in that in the community and I want to support others and I want to take the privilege I've had in my mm-hmm. experience and in my dance career and share it so I yeah. can help uh, other people since you have been working for so long <laughs> you've been working for a long time how has your self-confidence kind of has it fluctuated throughout the years what's kind of your journey with that because we've a conversation we've had a lot is how you've kind of noticed as you're teaching um, teens that there's a big self-confidence issue and to that I say I am no longer a teenager and yet self-confidence is a huge issue for me that I face it will never go away you're um, the days where you wake up and you're like, oh, I don't feel good enough or compare, comparing yourself to others. And you just learn how to utilize the tools that you've gained along the way and you just have to practice it. And so what I've noticed recently, um, so I teach across the Southeast, just going to different dance studios and I kind of, whether I have just one day with the studio or I have like kind of like an intensive couple classes throughout the week, you know, I, I, I get to like know these girls and I can, it's just, it's just obvious. And it's like, pause, hold the brakes or pump the brakes. I wish someone told me at this age what I now know. And so I'm trying to do that. I've experienced it. Like, how can I just like grab these girls and shake them and be like, you're enough, you're great, go out there. But I mean, this is a complicated topic. I mean, we are dancers, we stare at ourselves in a mirror all day long. No other job are you looking at yourself and everyone else is in the room for your job interview. Mm-hmm. Right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't go to Microsoft, well, I think they do do group interviews now but I mean that's like the first part but then you know you don't have everyone in the room staring at you so it's like how do you walk into that room 
and look at a girl who has the look, has the outfit, has the stretching going on, we're getting ready to start, and not let everything you have to offer go out the door as soon as you see her and compare right. yourself to her. Mm, how, do yeah. you, how do you do that? The comparison, yeah. It's the thief, it's the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. It's the thief of your training and your self-confidence. It's as soon as you, it's, it's a whole, it's a lot of things wrapped It's a lot of things. It's a lot of things with the self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear, it reads louder mm-hmm. than, than, than confidence. Yeah. Mm. Like that's a, I, yeah. And yeah. I know we're going to talk about, um, cam- the camera in the room and mm. stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, as soon as like the camera comes on, it sees everything. It picks up energy. Mm-hmm. It picks up what you're internalizing. Right. So if what you're saying to yourself is, I'm so nervous, I don't have this step, I'm going to fail, well, guess what? That's what it's picking up, and that's what's going to read. So it's like, how do we, how do we flip the discussion and the topic of self-talk? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because like, we, we have to be critical of ourselves. That's your job, because you're not always going to have somebody, te- you know, in the audition most of the time they're not going to be giving you, you know, the corrections that you'll get in the rehearsal or the corrections that you get in class You get nothing prior. You don't, you, you have to nothing. do that to yourself. Right. You know? Um, so looking at 16 year old Danny, hmm. oh. <laughs> self-confidence at 16 versus now. 16 year old Danny was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think back then, I always had, I feel like I've always, <laughs> I'm a, I have a genuine heart and good intentions. Absolutely. Back then, I don't think it read that yeah. way. I was like, uh, a lot of energy in everyone's face, kind of like a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that came off as confidence. Right. But inside, mm-hmm. I don't think that really was happening. So I wasn't doing the internal work that I needed to do. I was just kind of like masking it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was still there. It was, yeah. I don't know. And I just feel as I got older, mm-hmm. I became a little bit more less in your face and a little bit more internal and like built myself up that way because you externalize what you internalize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm thinking of one girl in, um, in particular that I've had the privilege of working with for that reason, for her self-confidence. She's a gorgeous technician. She's a gorgeous dancer. And... I just sit, I hear her talking and I'm just like I want to sh- grab her by the shoulders and literally shake her and be like these are the best years of your life you should never dim your light because you are afraid to shine you have to let the, your light shine mm-hmm. you know what I mean and we, we had a bible uh study about this little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine that yeah. song like yeah. I feel like you're not, people think they're not humble or they're Mm -hmm. like in your face if they're, uh, um, celebrating the fact that they achieve something. And sometimes when we achieve things, we kind of keep it on the DL because Mm -hmm. we don't want to. It's for like the comfort of other people. Right. It's for the other person Mm -hmm. instead of just like kind of allowing yourself to. Well, experience the joy of, you know, success on a on a personal level you know if you work hard at something and you achieve something one of your goals there's no reason why you shouldn't feel the joy that comes with it this um well we we did a little vision board party and, and we're you know writing some things on our vision board and I wrote something on mine that Carson was like stop I need you to write that down and she has it on her mirror in her bathroom still and I so whenever I'm up there and I like use her bathroom I was like oh 
so cute but uh, just basically like don't dim your light people can already see it and when you don't recognize it you're just you're just not giving other people the chance to to fully recognize it because it's there like you are awesome no matter what but when you stop believing that you're awesome it's like you said this little light of mine you're you're holding it away hide it under a bushel no i'm gonna let mm-hmm. that's <laughs> like the song yeah and if, and if you don't believe it no one else will mm-hmm. yeah and so how do we build that up how do we start to recognize it um it was actually really sad it was like this past week i went to a dance studio and i had a um intensive with these girls and i gave them each a little index card and on the front i said write why you dance why i dance colon and then whatever you want to write and on the back write weaknesses and like do like one of those t things and strengths um not for the purpose of like picking apart your weakness like picking you apart but just for, so you could awareness, awareness. And yeah as I got them back they all turned them into me and I'm, I'm just reading them I'm not like calling anyone out or anything I had I didn't tell them to write their names on it and it broke my heart because there was a common denominator on every weakness and mm-hmm. can you guess what that was self-confidence self-confidence mm. self-esteem lack mm-hmm. of self-confidence and it really like it it actually hurt my heart mm-hmm. and because I experience it and I understand where they are mm-hmm. but these are the most important years to shape that and so if they're feeling this now it's they're just going to take it into them with take it with them into adulthood so how can we so then I sat them down and I pointed at a girl and I said what what's a what's a strength of yours and there was like you know like eyes up in the air looking around 15 seconds go by and she's like uh, she couldn't. She couldn't really she couldn't give me an answer, yeah. and that made me sad too. And then I was like, "Well, what's a weakness of yours?" And she was like, "I have terrible flexibility." And I'm like, "Why were you so quick to name one of your weaknesses?" But it took you so long to even identify a strength of yours. And right. I think that we need to like flip that and back to what you know, staring in front of yourself in front of a mirror all day. You pick up. You know exactly what you don't like about yourself. Yeah. But when I look at you, I don't see that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I can't tell what you're, what you don't like. I see what you're, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. So exactly. I'm mm-hmm. just, I've had a lot of realizations and it makes me sad. And I just want to start to shape that and have those conversations with these young women and young men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we have been kind of working, that's something that we've talked about a lot is, is trying to recognize our strengths and in you know, because we do struggle to recognize them ourselves, you know, expressing to each other the things that we like about each other, the things that we see about each other that are great. Um, and just especially in this time where we've had a lot of distance from people and from life um, to work on self-care, do you have any advice, anything that you've kind of come across or realized that kind of works for you to help you focus on yourself? I think for me, it's like this is why I enjoy Bible study and and having time to talk to people that always kind of helps me there's something about hearing other people share the same struggles as you that makes you feel a little bit like okay it's really gonna be fine yeah it's gonna be fine I'm not alone as soon as I sat those girls down and I said do you guys think I'm confident and everyone was like nodding their heads like over it like they're like yeah like what like you inspire and I'm like well thank you but like guess what I struggle with it Mm -hmm. and they were like no Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are, like, 10-year-olds. And so they right. were, you know, they're like, no. And I'm like, yeah, like, I do. And I, you could kind of see them start to be like, what? Right. Uh, oh, like, 
and then it starts they start to open up a little bit more and then they like then I would say okay next time we go out and we try this like be be aware of where you're centering your energy where are you looking because if you're looking down my attention attracts attention meaning wherever you're focused I'm gonna if you're looking at the floor I'm gonna be like what's on the floor where's she looking and then I'm like, oh, oh, like it, that doesn't feel good. I, I, I'm going to keep scanning until I find something that attracts me mm-hmm. in like yeah. that positive energy. Mm-hmm. It's an energy exchange. And so I, you asked me about self-care and what I do. Mm-hmm. It's honestly just like sitting with yourself. Mm-hmm. I would love to say I meditate. I yeah. don't think I do it right. And I know I don't <laughs> either. <laughs> I don't either. I would either. love to say that's what it is. But like if I don't know what to do and I know I just need to like do something, I'll like lay on my mat or like close my eyes and be like foam roll for a little bit and just sit with your thoughts and just like see where it takes you and like mm-hmm. reflect, self-reflection, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important. And then practicing it and, yeah. and allowing yourself the opportunity to mm-hmm. make mistakes and right. to like try something new so the, the, the class culture mm-hmm. let's go ahead and you transition dive into that <laughs> dive into that mm-hmm. i i find people are no longer willing to go there anymore in the class people are no longer using the class to experiment mm-hmm. and to make mistakes right they want to show up being perfect and get that video for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have my love-hate. A love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with that. Yes. So I appreciate that you do not film every single one of your classes, but you do also provide an opportunity for that. So it's not like, you know, we're not going to work on a combo f- for three weeks and then that's the end of it. Because the truth, the, the, the truth, the truth of the matter is that Instagram is very prevalent. And also it's very helpful to to watch yourself, to see yourself and to learn from that, to figure out what you like and what you don't like, what you want to change and, you know, be able to remember these things. I mean, that's the really great part of social media in general is that it gives us an opportunity to capture moments, to share with other people and all that good stuff. On the flip side of that with class, it becomes a very I don't want to say it's like selfish or self-involved but it kind of I think it 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 can provide an opportunity for us to put the focus in the wrong place when we're taking class so instead of working on being better like you said or experimenting or pushing ourselves or you know striving to play it safe once you figure out what does get you likes you're like okay I'm gonna keep doing this and maybe I'm not going to push myself. Maybe I'm not going to take that class that makes me uncomfortable because I don't want to be seen weak or, you know, not good at something or, y- you know, I don't know. Where, where, what are your thoughts on that oh with God. filming? That's <laughs> so many. I, uh, yeah. So many positives, like you just touched on. So many not so positives, mm-hmm. like you touched on. As a commercial dancer, it is key that you understand your angles and where the camera is. Yep. It's super important, obviously. So that's why I bring, when I do bring the camera in, that's why, because we have to get comfortable with that. And I used to say, oh, just ignore the camera. Like, just see through it and just put your blinders on and do you and blah, 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 blah. But then 
that necessarily is not the purpose of the camera. The purpose of the camera is to let your energy Mm -hmm. transcend through your body, through that lens Mm -hmm. into who's ever watching that and to feel Mm. something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How can that happen when you're not fully present? Yeah. And so how do we become present? How do we become comfortable with being uncomfortable? So in those moments, you know, I, 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 I feel like a researcher sometimes. I, yeah. I'm asking people, I'm like, what, what is it you're struggling with? Oh, I can't get the step. Okay. But they have the passion and the energy. And mm-hmm. it's like the person who has the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. All the steps are perfect. Right. But you're, tr- you're like pulling teeth trying mm-hmm. to give you something to feel mm-hmm. where's the artistry where are you interpreting it where you know I mean obviously you given you're given a box of choreography mm-hmm. how do you put yourself into it mm-hmm. how can you put yourself into it if you don't even know yourself yeah so ugh. have you always been one of those people that's like comfortable in front of the camera or does it psych you out a little bit so both okay. I get told a lot that um people love watching me like I attract mm-hmm. them um and my you know my mom it's my mom so I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> sure I sure gotta take it with a grain of salt but she's like uh for Rockettes for example mm-hmm. she's like when you're on that stage it looks like you're having so much fun mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm like even even when it's the 17th show of the mm-hmm. day or the not the day the week yeah. <laughs> you know how do you go there and it's nothing I'm putting on like 16 year old Danny mm-hmm. I've learned how to be just genuinely be. feel that when you're performing you can't be anywhere else Mm-mm. you can't you can't you can't think about what you're having for dinner you can't think about the fight you just had with your boyfriend mm-hmm. you have to be so present in those in that moment where you're giving that movement its full value before you move on to the next thing and that's mm-hmm. i see so many people when that camera is in front of you oh, Everyone has it perfectly when the camera's not there. But as soon as the camera comes in front mm-hmm. of you, that adrenaline hits and everything that you worked on just flies out the door. But it's like, how do we saw a little bit and mm-hmm. come into ourselves and take that breath, take that exhale and say, I got this. Trust yourself. I see so much anxiety and just the want to get all the moves out mm-hmm. that it looks rushed or not. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to keep scanning until I find something that's calming to watch. Or even if it's, like, sharp, you can still come from a place of calmness. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just learning how to settle your engine and how to just, like, trust yourself before all that. So, yes, um, I get the butterflies. I Mm -hmm. get that adrenaline rush. But I channel it into something that will help me instead of something that will hinder me. Okay. Mm -hmm. You take that adrenaline and you, like make something out of it yeah well and yeah and like if if you're doing what you said you know being present then you accept okay I'm excited I'm a little nervous and that's where I am right now that's part of this process that's what makes it what it is now in terms of the anxiety if we're thinking about like where does the anxiety come from when the camera comes into the room I can speak on the class I took two days ago having a grand old time until the guy with the camera walks in the room and then I'm like well dang it I don't uh, okay what was the first step I don't remember anymore because I'm nervous do you think because I I think for me this is a big part of it do you think it is that presence of we get the video 
I got to post it or somebody's going to post it that that produces that anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see it. Like I will call a group out or a soloist and you can just see that they kind of like disconnect from their body mentally. Mm-hmm. They have like a, you know, mind body connection is super important. And then they just kind of cut that wire mm-hmm. and you can see like the deadness of the eyes or like they're, you can see their, the wheels turning and they're thinking about something else. They're not present. And I stop them and I ask them, I say, what were you thinking? You were, you mm-hmm. were worried about what the video was going to look like mm-hmm. before you ever actually saw the video. Yeah. And I'm like, you have to trust yourself. The video will be bomb as long as you're present. Yeah. As long as you just do what you do, it will pick all of that up. Like mm-hmm. I told you, the camera gets that energy. That camera sees it. You can't fake it in front of the camera. Mm-mm. There's that element of movement on top of movement. Like it's just, it just sees everything and it, you have to be willing to be vulnerable, be present, be, and how do, how do we get those things? How mm-hmm. do we get there? We self-reflect. How do we do, how do we really sit with ourselves and go there mentally? And I think that all s- spiritual, whatever you believe in and like that all comes back to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. I don't know if that answered your question. No, it totally did. <laughs> I yeah. I think ramble. that's, that's super helpful. And for the, for the record, I am a high functioning anxiety person what what you have (laughs) high functioning anxiety I I do I'm a person who functions (laughs) I used to think like oh this is such a positive like I'm a perfectionist I get I I'm always up here I'm always up here but it's such Mm -hmm. it's kind of a toxic thing Mm -hmm. um yes it's good to have some anxiety to you know fuel you and sure what is anxiety anxiety is fear Mm -hmm. that's all it is it's fight or flight yeah yeah and fear is important sometimes. You know, if you're not afraid of anything, then you're going to do things that hurt you, just like you tell the kid not to touch the stove. And, you know, you and should be did, afraid. It'll burn you. What did Hope tell us? Hope told me something that really stuck with me. She was She's in our Bible study, and she was reading a passage. I don't know what verse it was, but mm-hmm. she basically was saying, too much fear is not good. Yeah. So it's, 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 a ba- it's not a bad – it's a – it's kind of a sin to hack to carry that, you know? Yeah. So how can we let that go mm-hmm. and let God or whatever you believe in? And just, like I said, in that moment, trust yourself and just breathe, expel that, expel that negative energy, exhale and just mm-hmm. be like, I got this. You have, you know, and then just do you. Yeah. And it'll, it'll just, it, it but it is a process. It doesn't yeah. happen the first no. time, mm-hmm. you know? It takes a lot, and I, I'm still learning. Yeah. Like you said, when the, I when I'm in a class, I don't f- feel the most confident in. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a style I struggle with mm-hmm. more so than others. It, it's there for me, and you know. But yeah, go out, fall hard, strong and wrong. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how can you ever get further if you don't take that risk? Yeah, yeah. It's taken me a long time to realize that it really does. Like I'm. I, th- I think for me, my f- my fear and my um, reservation with dancing as big or as full out or performing the way that I could is because I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to be embarrassed. It looks more, it looks stupid when I am holding back. That's right. one of the things that I've oh. learned is that like the thing that I'm afraid of is coming to fruition because I'm afraid of it. If right. I just go for it. It wouldn't look so. Ugh, you it's know, like a like self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. What you don't want to happen exactly ends it's, up happening. It's that. What is it? Um, the. Um, it's kind of like the law of attraction. You know. Yeah. You. Yeah. Manifestation. Yes, manifestation. That's the word. Manifestation. That's the word I wanted. No, you're you're a hundred percent right. 
So a thing that I've heard a lot in terms of Instagram is this idea that, um, and I say Instagram specifically just because it's the uh, it's the plas- the platform I spend the most time on. I think it's the one that most most people spend yeah, the most time I'm on. on. I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, not yet. I like TikTok <laughs> a lot, but I think Instagram still has the upper hand just a little bit. But this idea that Instagram and dance and and TikTok now too, I guess um, that kind of culture provides a sense of instant gratification like okay you you post the video you get the reaction the end you're viral yeah ta-da you did it you deserve your own show yeah right (laughs) stuff like that um and because you have been working you know professionally for so long I'm over here like two years into my career whatever which you've Um, had amazing things so far well thank you we try (laughs) um have you noticed that shift, like just even like class taking? Do you feel like maybe there's a, like there's less drive in class? Do you feel that? I you know yes. I don't know. Okay, hundred percent yes. Like we were talking about earlier, if it's not in your genre, if it's not in your special field of focus, you, you know you're not going to show up. And I get it. Like we see the best of everyone now, so we're all getting to this different level a lot quicker yeah or that higher level a lot quicker I just feel I don't want to like I'm like I'm like a millennial (laughs) so I'm not fully I don't want to like ever speak badly about the way anyone's living their life sure I just feel like if this is your passion and you want to make this your career and you want the jobs Mm -hmm. you have to put in the work yeah you have to train yeah you have you have to and it's not like oh I achieved this okay I'm done training yeah I'm a rockhead of seven years and I'm still training I'm still going to classes I'm still going to intensives I'm Mm -hmm. still learning from choreographers I'm still I want to learn as much as I can before I assume that role as the leader Mm -hmm. or as the mentor, which I will speak on here in Atlanta. It is a little different because our class culture is not the same as in LA and New Mm -hmm. York where it's a fully established thing. We are, you know, the job and the work is the jobs and the work are here, but the training and the facilities and the class culture and just the dancer lifestyle. Yeah. Once you're done with high school, it's a little harder to come by and to get that is something I try to tell the kids at my studio that I grew up at is like ooh, be grateful right now that you have a studio to go to every day with people you know who love you that you can trust and all that good stuff because it's a harder when you're on your own and you're an adult and you trying to you know especially in it like you said there's we just our class culture is not what it is in some cities where where dance is a little more celebrated a little bit bigger a little more on the forefront not that we don't celebrate it it's just you know it's 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 the lifestyle they live it they breathe it they go to class they uh the discipline is there Mm -hmm. the drive is there um which I'm not saying none of that is here um specifically it is I'm just I kind of I'm kind of transitioning I would say as a Mm -hmm. teacher choreographer a little sooner maybe Mm -hmm. than I thought I would I'm still always going to be a dancer always but I'm kind of using my platform and my experience to kind of give back and create that. Mm-hmm. I want I want that here and I want to help cultivate that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of was like, oh, I'll just wait until someone who has more experience and more knowledge than me so I can still train. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
Yeah. As time went by, I was like, okay, well, we need it, so I might as well step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary. It's still scary, but I feel so much love and joy from people who, if I, oh, just like hearing people after class, like even if it was like, like, wow, you made me love dance again, or mm-hmm. you helped me find my confidence, like, thank you, or I'm getting back into it. I had an injury. Now I'm back. Or you've inspired me in some way. If I just like, that's just what drives me. And that's all I like, Mm -hmm. that's my goal. If I could just affect one person and help them on their journey, Mm -hmm. you know, but you're always a student. It never stops. Mm -mm. The instant gratification, the, the one job with the main artist that you wanted to work for, it's fleeting. So that gratification that you may get in that moment, it's fleeting. So Mm -hmm. how do you, how do you cultivate and create your career for the longevity in the long haul. Yeah. Like that's, that was the goal for me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I hope that would be the goal for others. I just want people to know that it is fleeting Mm -hmm. and success is not final and failure is not fatal. Yes. Ooh, good. That's good. It's not, I can't quote that. It's not, I didn't make that up, Yeah, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm speaking through. I like it. I like it. So like what you said about you were feeling a calling to kind of step up to it, but you weren't quite ready to say, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do jazz in Atlanta. You know, we're a heavy hip hop culture. We were reading in Esther today in the book of Esther, um, in Esther chapter four, basically somebody told her, you know, yes, it's very risky for you to, to stand up and do the right thing right now. And you could wait and you could let somebody else do it, but you and yourself and your people and what you're responsible for, you're going to, you're letting that go. Somebody else will step up and in, in to the plate and, and do the rest of it, but you're going to miss that opportunity if you don't take the risk. You know what I mean? Like, sure, there's always going to be somebody else to do it, but sometimes you got to open your eyes and realize, you know what? I was put in this place right now to do this thing. Mm. And it is scary, but it's needed. I loved how you said it, calling because that's exactly what it feels like still and I'm trying to tap into that and kind of bouncing back off of what you said about it, it's yours it comes to you it's a calling there's a book called Big Magic by I forget her name it's the same woman who wrote Eat Pray Love it's a great book I think every dancer creative anyone out there listening should read this it's basically saying that whenever you get a thought whenever you get an idea it's coming to you for a reason and you may not know why you may not know how to channel it you may not know what to do with it but if you let that go and you never act on it it's going to go to someone else and they're going to act on it and then you're going to be like wow wait I had that same idea and why why didn't I do that or she uses a really good example in her book she's she's an author she's writing a book and she has this idea and then this book gets published and she's like, wait, that was my story. That was my, like, she never spoke it out. She never told anyone about it. But so I think whenever you get called to do something or you, you, you want to go to the class, mm-hmm. but then you hold yourself back. Well, it's like, why? I don't know. Yeah. It, it could be for anything. I stand in the back a lot. Why do you think you do that? Because I don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I don't want to mess up. Neely actually said something this morning that kind of made me like, ugh. She had, she said, we were talking about something. We weren't talking about dance, but she was like, you know, with her faith, she was like, sometimes I hold on to my doubts because I think that will save me from being heartbroken. 
or like in terms of dance, you know, maybe I don't, I don't give my all because I don't want to be disappointed if I were to fail, you know, I'm afraid of what the outcome could be. So I don't get my hopes up, you know, I stay in the back so that I don't have to go down in flames in the front. Right. No, I totally understand where she's coming from. I do the same thing when I sing. Mm -hmm. Like I will sing badly on purpose because I don't want anyone to think I'm trying. Ooh. Yeah. And if I like fail at it, I don't then, Oh, she's like a bad singer. I'm bad on purpose. Yeah. But like with you standing in the back and stuff, where people there's it is a there's a psychological term for this I don't know what it is called but basically you think everyone is watching you like if you're in the gym if you're in dance class mm-hmm. and the reality of it all is no one's mm-hmm. looking at you yep. they're looking at themselves and or hopefully they're looking at themselves or they're looking around at others for approval like if I ask people to improv mm-hmm. and like everyone's kind of standing there and they're like, I don't know what to do. And they like eyeballs everywhere. Maybe if you took the initiative to like start, it would inspire the girl next to you or the boy next to you to move. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, why are we just, why are we, why are we looking outwardly for our approval instead of in, like I said, whatever Mm -hmm. you're internalizing comes out. So why aren't we like, just taking initiative and doing that right yeah yeah and I've noticed the class culture I've noticed the the self the 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 doubts and the negativity or Mm -hmm. whatever so I'm as a teacher I'm learning so much and I'm like okay how do I make how do I basically sage the room without burning (laughs) sage how do I clear it how do I inspire how do I promote things so I like to now start my classes on the floor. Let's be grounded. Let's find our breath. Mm-hmm. I, um, we might, you know, s- start with some sort of deep breathing. Yeah. And that really helped on Monday. That really helped just to kind of set for the whole day of like, okay, you can take a second before we do this. Take a second. Yes. It's going to be fine. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll sometimes like guide, guide people through it. Like I know sometimes when I'm coming to a class, and I have an expectation of the choreographer. I've seen them on Instagram. I kind of know what they're going to kind of throw at me. I think I do. I don't mm-hmm. really, though. And I go in there with an already set expectation. It's like, no, like, let's leave that at the door. Mm-hmm. Let's literally find our breath. Let's become present. And let's allow things to flow in that you are going to be able to allow you to be present and, ha- and have an experience that I don't know. I can't find my words right now, but I kind of, you kind of get what I'm yeah. throwing at you. Like yeah. you have to, you have to leave it. You can't be like, Oh, I, I think I know that this is going to be this way. No, yeah. like, uh, yeah. Like you can't have those expectations that. like in class, like performing on stage and like being present on stage like we've already established that that is the key to being you know better on camera is is to be in the moment that's what reads that's what translates and reaches people so then why do we not practice that right and I know so many dancers who are like oh I perform once I'm on stage and Uh, I was that kid I was the kid that didn't perform in the studio but Mm -hmm. I was performing on the stage and it's like okay, well, when you're at the CMA Awards and Taylor Swift is just standing in the front row or sitting in the front row and you're dancing and she catches your eyes and that's all you can think about in that moment. How do you like, how do you like not be distracted? And when those lights are hitting your face, like 
you kind of have to create that atmosphere and you have to dance bigger than the room you're in. Like mm-hmm. you just have to like pretend there's 6,000 6, people out there, yeah. thousands of people and you have to dance as large and you have to throw your energy out as big as you can for that person in the last row to feel you. So if you're just dancing to the mirror, it's not going to mm-hmm. cut it. It's not going to cut it on stage. It's not going to cut it on film, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we have to start building that. Yeah. Uh, yes. We're both Brene Brown fans and she, her whole premise of what she speaks on is fear and shame and vulnerability. We are shameful and then we are afraid and so we are we we aren't vulnerable when really being vulnerable is the key to your success and your innovation and growth and and being more yourself and experiencing that deeper joy versus just momentary happiness or the instant gratification it's the 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 credit this is a a quote of a quote of a my wording but the credit belongs to the person who's actually doing the thing not the people who are standing outside watching the person who's who's in the arena and doing the work and you know like the book is called you know daring greatly that is what sets you apart and you the know? reason why that person you may see this person they're like I'm in the studio more than this person. I'm taking classes more than person. Why is this person here? A, you shouldn't be comparing yourself. Mm-hmm. But B, that person might be risking so much more in the moment. Maybe they know how to like get in touch with that and that reads and that attracts and that pulls people to that person. So I think anyone can be a great performer. Mm-hmm. It's just getting to know yourself mm-hmm. and allowing people to see yourself. I yeah. said it earlier in the podcast, the more we see you, the more mm-hmm. you put yourself into it, the more perfect it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Perfect does not exist. Yeah. Yeah. Only being you. Yeah. And, and you said earlier too, in regards to Instagram, we put our best self out there. So therein lies the issue of, you know, if you're only concerned about putting out your, your best self, you're going to be way less willing to to show that more vulnerable side of you that struggles and needs help and and might forget the steps in front of the camera one time before they get more comfortable with performing in front of the camera like right. it's going to take time like think about it you're a baby you're trying to walk you don't fall once and just give up walking yeah no <laughs> imagine Im- imagine <laughs> where we would be <laughs> imagine everyone's still a baby that's <laughs> <laughs> That's all I could think. Like in, have you seen Wally? Yeah. You know how they just like they just stop moving. Like they do, they create a world where everything is done for them, and they just stop working. Yeah, they're just big, giant, just blobs. floating. Or, yep. <laughs> That's our future. They can't. They have to learn how to walk as adults. Yeah. No, right. We don't want that. So, <laughs> why would you give up once if you make a mistake? Yeah. Why would you let that mistake stop you? Like, or even just like the thought, because you know. We both relate on the on the having anxiety and the managing anxiety. It's not even always that I'm afraid of, of what w- w- has happened before. It's like I'm afraid of something that hasn't even come to fruition yet. Like right. I'm just making the up what these, ifs. the what ifs, like the scenarios in my head. Like I have no idea that that's actually going to happen. But we want to be prepared for if it does. Mm-hmm. But... True. It's a positive and a negative. Yeah, and you have you know, to too have much balance. of something is not great. So too much anxiety, too much fear is not good. And we have to let go and let God, and mm-hmm. we have to release that. 
to help find our inner, inner, inner deep self. Mm -hmm. You know, the person you go to sleep with every night, the person you wake to up, wake up to every day, like Mm -hmm. start to sit with yourself. Yeah. And that totally goes with what you're saying about taking class about, you know what? Nobody's looking at you. Because remember, at I the, am. Uh, I'm yeah. looking at you. Yes, the teacher, <laughs> the teacher is probably looking at Don't you. Don't be scared, guys. Because it's their job, and right. that's why you want. That's why you're there in the first place. You know, because like we, like we said, when you get into that audition, they're looking at you, but not the way that the teacher's looking at you. Whereas the teacher is looking at you to see, here's what can I help you with? What can I, you know, help you to grow in? A good teacher, that is. Not every teacher, a a good teacher, is looking for that. In an audition, they're trying to see. Who fits? Who looks like they're gonna fit the costumes we already have? And we have to hire this many white people. Who we need this job. many black girls. You know, whatever. That's what they're looking at. They're not looking to help you no. be great. They want to see that you believe in yourself and that yes. you can, and can be we, great. Can we, can we touch on auditions really yes. quick? Yes. Oh, yes. I know that we've been talking for a very long time. That's okay. But I love chatting with you. Yep. But I think this is important. I think everyone needs to hear this. I have not. I've I've been in a couple auditions where I've been able to sit on the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. Um. And as the person dancing and the person auditioning, that fear is real. You look up at those people sitting at that table and you see snakes coming out of their heads. Mm -hmm. Like you see them as terrible people who want you to fail. Yeah. And I will literally sit here and tell you guys that that is the complete opposite. Yeah. Those people, yes, they have a job to get done. That yes, they need to assign uh, weight, height, uh, ethnicity. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they have all these things, but at the same time, they are rooting for you yeah. and they want to see your best self and they want you to shine. I know, yes, it feels like they're critiquing you and judging you every inch you, every make move you make and they are, but if you make a mistake, they're like, here's an opportunity to see if this person can mm-hmm. show us. Is resilient. Can, resi- yeah. Oh, resilience is one of my favorite words. It's a great word. Like oh. what do you what how do you act when you do make a mistake yes how do you get back up how do you keep moving forward because they are a guarantee will give you either another shot Mm -hmm. or the job over somebody who has it perfect and is holding back yes Ooh. yeah you know yeah totally I want someone on my team who okay you learn this in 20 minutes like we're gonna have rehearsals it's gonna be okay I know you can pick it up Mm -hmm. but in the face of oh crap I made a mistake are you in that moment you can either beat yourself up and say mm-hmm. oh I made a mis- this is the end this is the end of me or turn it and channel it into something that just motivates you yeah. to be more vulnerable and yeah that makes me sitting on that other side of the table makes me so happy to see mm-hmm. and so yeah for auditioners out there who are hopefully when we get back to in-person auditions I know there's a lot of of virtual stuff right now but um yeah just remember that yeah because shit happens I mean that's the thing is like yeah it's great if you can pick up the steps if you're if you're great in rehearsal if you can do the job but then what happens when the band messes up or your prop freaking falls apart or you are on some sort of contraption that just lets you down? Like I always or think you're about wearing oh. combat boots like <gasps> I did on the CMAs when mm-hmm. Taylor Swift was sitting there. there mm-hmm. You can literally see it on camera. My combat boots, you know how they like have hooks to yep. hook the outsides? We're doing like these little like chug steps where like bevel chugs, mm-hmm. bevel switches. Mm-hmm. We're doing these like chug, chug like grooves. Guess what happens? <laughs> In the middle... 
of a live performance at the CMA Awards, where I'm staring at Taylor Swift in the front row, um, my shoes catch one another. Oh my gosh. I have a, I have a split second to I figure have, out how, I, what you're going to do. I have a split second to decide what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Am I just going to hopefully hope they just unbuckle themselves? Mm-hmm. They weren't going to. I had in that moment, I had it. I, I've never seen myself <laughs> move so fast. Yep. I go down, I fix it really quick and I'm right back into mm-hmm. the next move. How can, how are you going to react yeah. to whatever's thrown at you? And I just think, the first place to start practicing that is class. Yeah. And if you only act out of fear, ooh, it's just not gonna, there's so, you can't really, you can't go anywhere from that. Yeah. You I was just like, can't. I was like, this is, this is, if I would have reacted how I wanted to react, mm-hmm. I wanted to like, <laughs> oh, it would have been, it would have been bad. It would have, yeah. But absolutely. That after that moment, we had the whole stadium on their feet. Mm-hmm. It was standing ovation that energy of a live audience clapping and cheering for you Mm -hmm. is just so amazing as a performer. It's a relationship with the audience. And so you're giving energy and then they give it back to you. It's a little bit more difficult on set when you're doing a movie and Mm -hmm. you have to do it over Over and over over. with Mm -hmm. the same energy. No one's clapping for you. Maybe the choreographer's like, that was good. One more time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe though. I don't, that's a little tangent, but, um, well, but that's why you have to have that conf- – like, you got to be okay with not having someone to pat you on the back because, like you said, it's you and yourself at the end of the day. You are going to get in the car with yourself and think – how do you, how are you going to feel? Absolutely. Because how you feel after messing up in class or being on set all day and it's exhausting, like, how you feel and how you deal with yourself, to be quite frank, that carries into what you do next. For sure. And then what you do next. And, and we're not saying not to feel No, yeah. It. Like acknowledge it. Acknowledge that you made the mistake, but how are you going to move forward? Mm-hmm. That's a choice and yeah. it's up to it's up to you on how you have this way or that way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Okay, so we have touched on a lot of really, really awesome things. Um and before we close it out, I just want to ask you the question I ask everybody. What is your favorite Bible verse and would you mind sharing it with us? Absolutely. I think this one totally represents everything that we kind of touched on today. Um, It's Joshua uh, 1 verse 9. And it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Ooh, wherever you go. That's my favorite part. Whether it's life, whether it's the studio, whether Mm -hmm. it's... At the CMAs, at the CMAs, as your combat boots are stuck together, he is there, <laughs> guys. It's on. It's on camera. You literally see me duck out of frame. I'm gonna Google. You literally, it. You literally see me drop. <laughs> That's really amazing. Funny. I can't wait to watch it. Oh, there's oh. so many good ones. Well, thank you so much, Danny, for everything. For everything you've shared, I think it's gonna help a lot of people. It helped me. I have a lot to think on now, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for doing this. I am Thanks. so proud of you. Oh, and just like I'm kind of jumping into that position I think what you're doing is great for the community and you should be very proud of yourself thanks and I'm very proud to be your friend oh I'm so glad you're my friend um yeah well thank you guys for listening and stay tuned and stay tuned all that good stuff okay bye (laughs) bye